Good evening. Thank you for coming. Uh, continuing our discussion of the uh, halachic uh, way that we're supposed to treat food. So we've been discussing this idea that uh, we could, in theory, use food for an alternate purpose, meaning one aside from eating, as long as it's not going to be disrespectful in any way or cause the food to become uh, inedible, to waste the food. Uh, but we noted exceptions. Number one, for health and healing, that would be okay, even if it's uh, atypical, not a standard way that people would use food, but you have some sort of home remedy and you use food in a certain way to help you with whatever, that should be okay. The one other one that we mentioned is that if it's for a need and it's uh, uh, using food in a way that's typically used, so then it should be okay. We mentioned this morning that we have to be careful about the way we uh, apply that, especially uh, even though we may have a historical precedent, like they used to spill wine on the floor for whatever reason. Nowadays, we may not need to do that or use oils to uh, make our skin feel better because we have uh, chemicals and lotions that could do the same uh, job. One interesting discussion that the Piskei Chuvo brings down is let's say I have uh, a certain type of food that I uh, don't want to eat, maybe I want to throw it out because I have a particular chumrah. I have a specific stringency that I hold of, uh, and I therefore cannot partake of this food. Can't, let's say, whatever the situation is, I can't pawn it off on someone else, and therefore the food is going to have to be thrown out. So let's say, for example, there is such an idea, used to be back in the day, that if water, wine, or milk was left out uh, overnight uncovered. So we would tell a person to stay away from that because there was a concern that maybe a snake could have gotten in there and somehow transferred some of its venom and it would be dangerous for you to eat it. And in general, we have a policy, we've talked about this before, of chamira sakanta meisura. We always are extra special careful when it comes to matters of danger more so than matters where maybe, God forbid, a violation uh, of a prohibition could take place. So we would used to tell a person, don't drink from there. Nowadays, it seems like we don't have that concern uh, anymore. Thank goodness we don't have uh, snakes found freely in our homes, I hope. Uh, but there are various Kabbalists who say uh, a person should still refrain. Okay, that's fine. If you want to subscribe to such an opinion, that's fine. Let's say I'm one of those people, and I've decided that even though there's no longer concern of danger, uh, if I leave out my uh, warm glass of milk uh, by my bedside all, all night, so I don't partake from that milk. And then I wake up in the morning, I realize, oh, I forgot to drink it. Now what do I do? Am I allowed to throw that out or not? So the Piskei Chuvot says, yes, that would be okay. That's enough of a tzorech. That's enough of a need that we would tell you that you would be able to go out uh, go ahead and throw out that milk, even though technically it seems like it's somewhat wasteful. He gives examples. Let's say you have a heksher, you have a certain kosher supervision, and we're not sure if all the trumot and masro, the various tithes, were removed. So therefore, we, some people will say, depending on the situation, uh, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to remove those tithes again. And then that food cannot be consumed anymore. So again, maybe it's considered wasteful. Or he says, let's say you're an incredibly pious person. Incredibly pious person. We're, we're all incredibly pious people. But let's say I'm one of those really pious people and I fast very often, right? Uh, not just like uh, that we have this week, but uh, every Monday, Thursday, let's say, I fast. But I don't necessarily want people to know how righteous I am, right? Part of being righteous means that uh, I'm, I'm humble and I don't want people to know. And let's say I go to a friend's house and they give me something uh, to eat. They put something out on, uh, on a plate. So I don't want to tell them, well, I can't eat it because I fast every Monday and Thursday. So I kind of just leave it there and you know the move. When you don't want to eat it, you sort of move it around on your plate. But meanwhile, you know that they're going to throw that food away. They're not going to put it back in the refrigerator. So would I be able to do that? Again, the Piskei Chuvot says that's enough of a tzorach. That's enough of a need that we would tell you that even though the food is going to go to waste, it's going to, uh, to be okay. So again, we have to be careful. Again, anytime we're dealing with stringencies, we point this out. I'm a big fan of stringencies. Don't get me wrong. We always have to be careful because every chumrah can lead to a kula. So here I'm being Right, I'm saying I'm going to be strict and I'm going to adhere to this uh, opinion regarding this halakha and that halakha. That may, in theory, lead to a kula, a leniency in regards to how I treat the food. 
So in these situations, it would be okay. One interesting place, and again, we'll have to talk this, uh, about this at a different time. We know that there's a concept in halakha, what's called bitul, of nullification. So let's say I have my chalent, and it's cooking, everything's wonderful, and I take off the lid for whatever reason, and sure enough, a drop of milk falls in, or the chazer schmaltz falls into the chalent, right? So depending on what the situation is, if I have 60 times that amount of isur, that amount of the prohibited material, so it could be that my chalent is going to be okay. So, in general, the poskim say that one should never be machmir in that situation to say, even though I know halachically I'm allowed to eat that cholent, but I'm going to go above and beyond and I'm going to refrain. I'm not going to eat this. So, specifically when it comes to the idea of bitul, of nullification, all the poskim say, no, not only are you not allowed to refrain, but it may, be, may even be a mitzvah specifically to eat it. Because the very same God who says, you can't eat chazer shmaltz, is, is the one who said that 60 to 1, again, depending on the situation, you go ahead and rely on that. So, again, don't, don't be machmir across the board. And remember that every Chumrah could, in theory, lead to a kula, but these are a few situations where maybe we would say it's enough of a tzorach, enough of a need, that we would be able to go ahead and throw that food out. Rabbi